Unresolved grief. Why are you still here? Playing roles and having an opinion that actually affects me, I just don't get it. I could have sworn that I closed that door months ago when I decided to pour my heart out to you and ended up fucked. Stuck. Driving in the wrong direction on love lane because what you and I felt clearly wasn't the same, that shit hurt. But for what it's worth, I've grown. No longer fear, feeling alone. So once again, why are you here? Invading my thoughts, my dreams, making situations more than they should seem. I mean, what part of over you am I missing? I've even went fishing, but the others in the sea just don't taste as good to me. Therefore, I don't care how many there may be, I want you. Yes, still do, even though you've made me a public embarrassment, had me all the way bent on many occasions. So in spite of my mind's persuasions, I continue to listen to my heart, which was pretty fucked up from the start, so I don't know what possessed me to believe that this bitch knew what she was doing. Had me ignoring all the chicks you were pursuing, my heart let a lot of shit slide. But I can't continue to let you hurt my pride, so do me a favor and change your Instagram name. Then hop on Twitter and do the same. Don't want to see a status when I look on Facebook and do not snap me. Some may say that my requests are slightly unrealistic, but this is the only way that I think I can fix this and then maybe be able to face my fear and no longer have to ask, why are you still here? Maybe. Maybe baby leaves room for error because even if I block you from my life, when I see you, I'll have the look of terror in my eyes and then realize that I'm not as over you as I thought. Now, I know. It's confusing. I want you without the emotional abusing, the physical misusing, because I am more than these legs and bomb-ass nudes. But you can't see that because you choose to put me second on the back burner in your back pocket. And even though I know it's wrong, I just can't stop it. I'm drawn to you. When I know I deserve a thousand times better, it's clear that we aren't meant to be together. I mean, you're living your life with a new wife, kids, and a picket fence. Meanwhile, I haven't been the same since. You're long gone. But I can't help imagining you mowing our lawn while I fix dinner for you and little James. Our family sharing your last name is a dream that converted into a repetitive nightmare. Because even in spite of my mental struggles, baby, you, you were never really there. Hey everybody, welcome back to Misha's room. If this is your first time, hey, thank you for coming, dipping in on our February love series. Um, I strongly suggest you go back and listen to episode one, the intro that gives a summary of what this is. And then you can dig into sober thoughts and you can see where we started and how far we have come. We have come far. This is like episode six, y'all. Thank you for kicking it with me. I really, really appreciate that. So um, the poem that I got into earlier, Unresolved Grief, is one that I wrote um, a while ago. It was written about this situationship that I was in for years, y'all. When I say years, I mean years. It's like something embarrassing that I'm not really like that proud of. But anyway, I was real life attached it was on some like dependent like addicted shit high key i was really i was really like attached to this person and i never really understood why things didn't 
click together or why it didn't like it never really happened and it was you know it left me with some unresolved grief hence the name so into the breakdown the first stanza is why are you still here playing roles and having an opinion that actually affects me i just don't get it I could have sworn that I closed that door months ago when I decided to pour my heart out to you and ended up fucked. Stuck. Driving in the wrong direction on love lane because what you and I felt clearly wasn't the same. That shit hurt. But for what it's worth, I've grown. No longer fear feeling alone. So once again, why are you here? In that verse, I was basically saying that, you know, we don't fuck around no more because we were on two different pages. Like, I was a little bit more invested than this person was. But I'm still stuck thinking about this person. Like, we already established this isn't what, it, you know, I thought it was. We both looking for two different things. We already said, you know, that shit did. So it's like, why are you on my mind? Why am I still stuck? Then I go into... Invading my thoughts, my dreams, making situations more than they should seem. I mean, what part of over you am I missing? I've even went fishing and the others in the sea just don't taste as good to me. Therefore, I don't care how many there may be, I want you. Yes, still do. Even though you made me a public embarrassment, had me all the way bent on many occasions. So in spite of my mind's persuasions, I continue to listen to my heart, which was pretty fucked up from the start, so I don't know what possessed me to believe that this bitch knew what she was doing. Boom. The first part of that where I say invading my thoughts, making situations more than they should they should seem, like that little portion, is me looking too deep in the shit. <laughs> like, I was real life going too deep in the stuff. It's like, this person could just reach out to me to like be checking on me, or we could just be fucking or something. And I'm in my head thinking that it's so much more than what it really was. And I'm sitting there like, really, really still stuck. Creating this scenario in my head of like, oh, if this person's reaching out, it's because they care, blah, blah, whatever. But that's not what it was. I call myself doing shit like, you know, moving on and fucking with other people. And I was still stuck. I got publicly fucking embarrassed. Y'all, I don't do public humiliation. That's not my thing. I don't know. I don't tolerate public humiliation. And my ass got publicly embarrassed on multiple occasions dealing with this person. And I was still really stuck. And like the excuse that I used was, oh, I'm following my heart. I'm going to do what my heart says. I'm going to listen to my heart, whatever, whatever. As if I hadn't been hurt 16,000 times before and my heart was the reason why my duck ass <laughs> got heartbroken again. So I go on to say that my heart had me ignoring all the chicks you were pursuing. My heart let a lot of shit slide, but I can't keep letting you hurt my pride. So do me a favor and change your Instagram name. Then hop on Twitter and do the same. Don't want to see the status when I look on Facebook and do not snap me. Some may say that my request is slightly unrealistic, but this is the only way that I know I can fix this and then maybe I can face my fear and no longer have to ask, why are you still here? So when I went into that 
it was me feeling real stupid and I finally wanted to do something. Like, I was feeling real, real dumb, 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 bitty. And I needed to do something about it. So, what I decided to do is something that I'm real good and real known for. Blocked. I will, <laughs> I will block somebody in a heartbeat and not feel bad about it. I'll block a bitch today and <laughs> not feel bad at all. I'll block anybody. So, I blocked this person and then... I really wanted them to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Don't text me. Don't snap me. Don't write me on Facebook. Don't send me a MySpace message. Don't email me. Just, I wanted to completely erase this person from my mind and my life. I didn't want to follow their life and I just needed them the fuck out of mind, right? Now, what comes along with that is making sure that you have the strength and the willpower to not lurk. Because <laughs> even if, you know, you block them, like they may not have blocked you. And then even if they did block you, you probably have a friend who phoned you, you so you can log on to their account so you can then go and lurk as well. And it, girl, I could tell y'all a lot <laughs> about when you block people and they still don't work. But anyway, I had to talk to myself and really like, say stop lurking me stop lurking me i used to be in my head like it's all right you just won't check just 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 check just just look you know you could you gonna be all right just to see what's going on no misha stop lurking you can't lurk all you're gonna do is get your feelings hurt bitch stop lurking it's okay and i really have these conversations with myself so i suggest y'all do the same don't judge me if you do judge me i don't care because it's working for me if you got a better suggestion give me one and i'll try it but talking to myself has worked. <laughs> so I would tell myself, you know, don't lurk. Still didn't necessarily work, but <laughs> whatever. And then when I got into the point where I was saying, some may say that my request is slightly unrealistic because I'm asking somebody to like change their names on social media. Change it, that way I wouldn't know what it is so I couldn't go and search it, just for the record. <laughs> but I'm asking somebody to change it so I wouldn't have access to them, that way I can move on. And like, I wouldn't be able to do it. It's kind of like deleting somebody's number, but then you know it by heart. So you just pray to God that they get a new number. So when you call it, technically they can't answer. It was like me lacking that faith in myself and me hopefully trying to get it from the other person. Needless to say, they did not change any of their names. None of their names changed. Eventually I stopped lurking though. So um, going back into it, next I came back with maybe, maybe baby leaves room for error because even if I block you from my life, when I see you, I'll have the look of terror in my eyes and then realize that I'm not as over you as I thought. I know, it's confusing. I want you without the constant emotional abusing, the physical misusing because I am more than these legs and bomb ass nudes. But you can't see that because you choose to put me second, on the back burner, in your back pocket, and even though I know it's wrong, I just can't stop it, I'm drawn to you. That part is me just saying that all that effort and shit that I put into in the previous stanza where I was saying like, I blocked them, they blocked me, it got to this point where it was like, all of that shit that I did, you know, changing the Instagram names, I ain't changed mine, but you know, like 
asking that that happens, putting forth all this effort to try and get them out of my life, it still wasn't enough. Because for whatever reason, we would still fuck up. <laughs> and it's like, it's funny, I laugh about it now because I'm over the shit. But it's like, back then, that was really hard. It was like bringing back that addicted type feelings. I told y'all I was like attached in a sense. It was really like that. Like, we would go months without talking to each other. It could be like some dumb shit happened. We fell off and then... We would not talk, would not have contact with each other, anything like that. And then miraculously, we somehow end up in the same position. It's like life would miraculously put us in the same place at the same time. And we would somehow see each other. And then all of the progress that was made, all of the like feelings that were buried, that were supposed to be gone, just came rushing back. And then somehow we would end up in a fucked up situation that we shouldn't have been in anyway, that we say we wouldn't go end up in. And lo and behold, here we are once again. It was going to reveal, you know, like I said, I wasn't as over you as I thought. And it was confusing. Not only confusing for like other people who I would try to explain it to, but it was confusing for me because I didn't know what the fuck to do with that. It was like, I knew that this person wasn't shit. I knew that this person treated me badly. I knew that I was worth more than that. Like I knew that that wasn't necessarily what needed to happen. And that's not where my energy needed to be focused. But for whatever reason, I couldn't let go. So imagine how my friends felt when one day I'm telling them like, oh, fuck this nigga, da 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 And then the next day I'm saying, oh, so-and-so texted me. <laughs> it's like, well, bitch, make up your mind. So it was really, really confusing to everybody. But like, I couldn't help. I couldn't give nobody no real like structure or some framework for like what the fuck I got going on because I didn't know either. And I just couldn't stop it. It was really... Like, I don't know, it was some addictive type shit. Like I said, it was, it was crazy. I was drawn to them. Then the last stanza goes into, um, when I know that I deserve a thousand times better. It's clear that we aren't meant to be together. I mean, you're living your life with a new wife, kids, and a picket fence. Meanwhile, I haven't been the same since. You're long gone. But I can't help imagining you mowing our lawn while I make dinner for you and Lil James. Our family sharing your last name It's a dream that converted into a repetitive nightmare because in spite of my mental struggle, baby, you, you were never really there. So that last stanza, it was like, I really started to realize that we aren't meant to be together. Like this fairy tale that I painted in my head wasn't meant to happen. Like the person moved on, like they had a whole nother bitch. Like this was, they were over it. They were like over all of the shit, but for whatever, reason in my head I kept seeing this future that I created when we were like really really fucking around heavy and it was like I had this vision in my mind of what we were going to be and what all we had the potential to be and that's something potential is potential is a beast if we're being honest it's like on one side when you imagine all the potential that like you have it just seems like there is limitless like you can do anything you put your mind to which i do strongly believe but when you see the potential in someone else 
and you allow that image that you created in your mind to shape your expectations for this person, then that's when shit gets messy. Because the potential that you saw isn't necessarily the potential that they see in themselves. If that makes sense? Well, not necessarily what they see in themselves, but that may not be what they want. They may have another vision. They may have, they you know, they may see their trajectory going in a totally different direction. And now everything is misconstrued and everybody pissed off and their feelings hurt. But it's because you fell in love with what someone has the potential to be or what you envision them potentially growing into. Take a second to think about that. That's some real deep shit. It took a while for me to come to that realization, but yeah. If you fall in love with the potential that someone has and you allow yourself to create expectations for the potential person that you created, you can fuck around and get your feelings hurt. <laughs> you really can. And so... I allowed that to happen and it became, it, it was fucking torturous. It was like, it like I said, it became a repetitive nightmare. I used to torture myself in my head. Just, I would just be like, fuck, this is what I thought about. This is what we were going to be. These was all my dreams. This was all, that's like, I was torturing myself. And like the problem with that, well, it's not necessarily a problem. I guess the good thing about that is I created it. So that means I had the power to destroy it. But when I say destroy it, it was like destroying that nightmare that I created in my head and allowing myself to be in a power position so I could save myself from this false reality that I created in my mind. So like I allowed myself to kind of imprison myself with the beliefs of what I wanted this to become. And the fact that those beliefs didn't align with what my reality is, I was like, you know, I was torturing myself. And then the same way I was strong enough to create that, I'm strong enough to dismantle it. Although it was hard as fuck. I know I say everything is hard as fuck, but it's all because it's a growing process and growth hurts. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to leave who you were to become where you're going, right? Until become the bitch you're turning into. Either way it go, it's hard. It's a bumpy road. It's like, once I realized that and like, I let, I, I let go eventually. I'm not going to lie and say it. I let go as soon as I finished writing Unresolved, Regre Unresolved Grief. And I had this big ass epiphany. And it was like, ah, Misha, you are now ready to move on and let go. I'm not lying to y'all and saying that that's what happened. But... I did realize that I had the power to take my life into my own hands and I was not, I wasn't doing that shit no more. I'm not 100% sure exactly what happened, but eventually you're going to find out if you stay, you know, if you keep kicking it in Misha's room, you'll be able to put some pieces together. But I do know I was strong enough to get over it. And I think that if you're going through something similar like this, then you too have the power to move forward. We just have to figure out what those strategies were. So on that note, I want to thank you for coming to the third episode of Misha's Room in my February Love Series. Thank you so much for coming kicking with me. I got one more poem for you in the month of February. Then I'm going to knock it down four times. Shout out to my old lady. 
Thank y'all. See you next time.